0: You're the guest and you show up like...
1: <sighs> picking dinner out of my teeth and everything.
0: a Every nasty thing. <laughs> Why did we bring him on? <laughs> it, that was you. Oh, whoops. I I told you. Uh, I you wasn't be, sure I can, about I, I, that guy.
1: I can go. You know, I no, can. no, no. You're already <laughs> I, here. I can find well something else to, to do go. for an
2: hour. <laughs> on
0: enough.
2: a Saturday, you know. Mm. <laughs> okay well let's not waste some waste more sunlight because i guess we have a gaming sesh after this Mm -hmm. so and i mean we're all professionals so we can just start start now i mean some more than others but yeah
0: all right so this is how we start now well Welcome to episode 14 of Two Nerds Maybe More. It is May 16th, 2020, and I am Michael. I am here. I'm ready to go and with me as always is Marty. Marty, how the heck are you today on this wonderful
2: Saturday? I'm doing bad, Michael. I'm doing really bad because I I ordered food because, you know, I wanted food before the show started and <laughs> You know what, the the delivery guy dropped it right in front of my house, right in front of it, dropped it on the floor, you know, burritos and tacos everywhere on the streets, uh, so I, I I guess the doves will will go hung, not not go hungry to bed and stuff, but I am apparently. So we are waiting. So at some point the doorbell will ring and ruin this recording. It's a horrible day, Mike. I think someone has to pay for it. So we should we we need to make laws. We need to bring politics in and figure out how we can avoid this in the future. All
0: right. Well, we're gonna stop right there. One, I did not know how you were going to spin this into a political statement. But you somehow managed to do so, and I feel obligated to remind you that this is not a political podcast. All right, we actually talk about video games, and we've invited somebody to talk about video games with us this week. Once again, welcoming back to the show from Three Extra Lives, uh, Mr. Tom Knight is here. Tom, how are you doing today?
1: Hello, I have no idea what happened in the last (laughs) or the first three minutes of this show. I'm I'm trying to like work out what marty's even going on about i'm sure that's a regular feeling for you michael so yeah it's it's, it's great to be it's great great to be back uh yeah i've, I've my second visit to the uh the two nerds town that's right these, you are officially
0: maybe more you are officially maybe Ooh, more congratulations maybe
1: more thank you yes do i <laughs> do i get anything for that or is that just a just a name
0: you get a verbal congratulations
1: Congrats. i'm not really sure how much that's yeah. worth but okay um it's priceless <laughs>
0: let's just go with that as priceless you can't put a price on it alright so as always we're all about video games so we're going to start off talking about things that we have not been doing in games but instead been watching Uh, I'll start off this week and I actually watched a bit of an older movie like not super old but it's not new I watched the woman in black for the first time uh, which is the horror movie with Daniel Radcliffe Uh, The guy who plays Harry Potter, for those who don't know. And it was a fairly decent movie. I was thoroughly surprised. It had uh, some jump scares here and there. It wasn't necessarily the scariest thing ever. And I don't think that Daniel Radcliffe overall is like the greatest actor ever. But he's decent enough. And I feel like this is one of his uh, better performances. So I really enjoyed it. I don't know, uh, Marty, you're a horror movie fan. I don't know if you've ever seen it
2: i haven't seen it uh first of all i think it's a weird mix isn't it harry potter and scary movies in together i mean sure some of the movies harry potter movies are a little bit more on the spooky side but a straight up horror movie with harry potter because that's the thing daniel Rad- 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 radcliffe to me is harry potter i i have such a big difficulty seeing him as anything else i mean i think he's a pretty good actor uh At the end of the day, he's been doing some, you know, theater and stuff like that as well so I mean, it's not like he's not uh, untalented or anything but he's Harry Potter, it's so weird
1: I do like to think of, uh, because I have seen The Woman in Black, you know, I I do prepare for these shows, even though (laughs) I'm only a (laughs) guest I have seen it and I like to think uh, of The Woman in Black as the not, not sequel not requel maybe an alternative universe where harry doesn't go to hogwarts and this this film is how his life turns out it's a bit of a dark term but uh yeah you know there's a there's a bit with the hogwarts express at the end of women in black so i'm not gonna i was
0: thinking that i was thinking that during the movie i'm like this guy just cannot escape trains (laughs) steam engines too
1: yep that's it that's that's why i'm just saying you know he didn't go to hogwarts and just think of it that way it, it gets very interesting when you he look at it that on the way
0: wrong train <laughs> 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 he platform,
1: was supposed to he got eight. his
0: letters he went through he platform eight and eight.
1: three quarters oh no that's the dark <laughs> timeline <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah it's fairly interesting um i suggest you give it a shot marty i think that you might enjoy it
2: okay um, well, and out. i'm gonna hey, well. I'm gonna
0: switch it up tom have you been watching anything this week at all like have you, what you been up to
1: have actually, I'm in, I'm deep. Let's just say I'm in deep with with a rewatch of a TV show. You guys might have heard of it. It has been around a while. A cartoon called uh, what's it called? Um, the Simpsons. Yes. so oh. On Disney Plus. Start, start. The Simpsons. Uh, it's <laughs> like the yellow characters live in a town. It's called been Spring around Field. almost as
0: long as you, Marty.
1: Oh no 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 no, Marty was not that Mario was about 20 when the first episode came out. <laughs> anyway, started watching this from season one on Disney Plus and absolutely loving it because I think I just I don't know. Like as a kid, I remember watching a lot of Simpsons. And when you watch The Simpsons on TV as a kid in the in the 90s, you don't get that in any sort of chronological order. You just get whatever the cable company throws down to the TV company to, to put on and and I can't believe how many, like I've seen so far on this rewatch, I have seen all of these episodes. Like I remember seeing them all. I'm watching them and I'm like quoting things. I was like, I've, how many times have I seen these episodes to like know when things are exactly going to happen and when they do. And it's almost like a game between uh, me and uh, my partner, Amanda. Like as soon as the episode comes on, I go, this is the one with the, with the thing and the thing and the thing. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." It's like, it's, but then it's really cool as well because I'm a bit of a geek that you know, something happens in one episode of the simpsons and then maybe three or four episodes later there's something that referenced something you know that happened and i do like picking up on those things now that i'm watching it in in chronological order to to pick up on those things and I, i'm i'm having a blast like i'm just having a blast it just feels really nostalgic to sit back and watch them and uh you know i think the humor is almost past me there's still sometimes i kind of laugh out <laughs> a little bit but I don't know. There's something comforting about watching it.
2: How are how, how the old episodes holding up to today? Uh, does is, is it still holding up? Is it still good? How does it work? The old episodes? I mean, yeah. I, They're depressing. They are.
1: They actually, there's
2: some
0: serious stuff going on in those you, early episodes. You
1: really hit the nail on the head there, Michael. In the first season of Simpson, it is really dark. And I actually didn't realize how much they focused on like depression and mental health mm-hmm. in that first season it's actually it's actually really progressive some of the topics that the simpsons goes into in its early seasons including obviously like mental health but also like feminism and uh topics like that as well that i know on on the surface it's a goofy show and there's goofy things happening but there is some like really deep stuff Happening, especially in that first season, where you're like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, because there's an episode yeah. where Homer is going to commit suicide, and you know, wait. When you think of the Simpsons, you don't really think of uh, a, lot, a lot of the you know darker moments, but there's moments like with Marge and Homer and the the turmoil in their relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Like watching it from an adult perspective, I think it's it's definitely. I wouldn't say refreshing, uh, but it's like having this whole new viewing of these episodes that you've seen so much. But now, like watching it in my 30s now, I'm getting a totally different perspective on it. And it's actually quite enlightening.
0: Yeah, Hmm. I think the older episodes are um, an indication that maybe the Simpsons that ended up being as popular as it was, was not the original intent of the show. It seemed like it almost had like, like, Time so into these darker tones and these more uh realistic scenarios that they were challenged with with some comedic elements thrown in. Uh, and then it kind of switched somewhere where it was like more of a comedic thing. But you got like, like yeah. you said, like Homer's dealing with some like suicidal thoughts. You have Marge dealing with like going to the bowling alley with the uh, Jean or whatever his name is Jacques, Jacques, and she's like. He's, like, telling her to run away with him and, like...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's having fantasies and things, like, about what that would be like. And, yeah, yeah, there's some real interesting topics that's covered. And I think it's it's kind of been somewhat forgotten about. And if you are kind of looking for another show, more recent show, uh, animated show that uh, is maybe appearing on the surface a bit goofy, but actually has a lot of deep undertones, is BoJack Horseman Mm -hmm. on Netflix. That show is amazing. I have, I've kind of been withdrawn to consume the last uh, season because of, I, I, like, I get into this place where I'm like holding on, holding on because I'm like, <laughs> once I've watched this, it's gone. You know, it's gone. But <laughs> but that, that show also is really deep and hits on some incredibly sensitive topics in a way that you just wouldn't expect an animation show to do. And I think sometimes when it's through animation, it can actually be... A bit more powerful in a way because you're not really expecting it, and then you almost work it out in your head. You know, it's almost like, oh my goodness, presented in this way, like yeah, I, I can relate to this or understand this a bit better.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Um, Marty. You've been yeah. watching anything? Not really, actually. I haven't really watched. Uh, I, I've been busy doing what we proclaim that this podcast <laughs> is about. Uh, <laughs> I've been gaming mostly. So, uh, I mean, I always watch something here and there. I mean, as I already did say in one of the previous episodes, I'm still watching uh, Brooklyn 99. 99? 99? I think um, it's just Yeah, yeah. Um, While I'm, you know, just doing my my daily grind and World of Warcraft and stuff like that. So, uh, but but nothing that I think is worth uh, talking about at the moment. Um, So I guess I can just jump into gaming. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Do that. So let's start out with. uh, Let's get it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way, Michael. World of Warcraft. It's there. It's a game that we truly can get away from. Tom will sub very soon uh you know are and, you paying um, for that
1: for me thanks very much sure, I'll, 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 it's okay. I'll,
2: the, the first the first month is free dude the first month is free. <laughs> i literally <laughs> thought you
1: were about to offer every listener a free subscription there i thought you just went yep subscriptions for everyone come on everyone for you for you for everyone <laughs> we yeah. have to do it
0: now before we blow up <laughs> <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> I know in in World of Warcraft, uh, our girl sort of we cleared it on, on heroic. We cleared the latest trade on Heroic uh, and we didn't really quite have the numbers for, for Mythic and we were too far away to actually, uh, you know, it, it being realistic that we'll be, we'll be getting into Mythic in, in this expansion. So we, caught up, we sort of shelved that idea. Uh, Mythic is out of reach at the moment. We will probably try and rebuild when the new expansion is out. So what do we then do? There's still quite some time until um you know the the expansion is out so we have decided to do alt raiding so uh pretty much like i think 85% 90% of the guild of the raid team actually rolled alt and uh, that's what we've been doing now we've we been alt raiding and i got back in there with my good old priest good old holy priest so i'm back at healing baby nice you know what i'm talking about mike
0: that's right because i am also a healer now um my priest is m- now currently my main. My poor paladin is on a completely different server and a different guild. <laughs> the guild is not active. Um, but I have been thinking about knocking my uh, dwarf paladin over to my current guild, which is the Knights mm. of Chipotle, which I am Ooh, a up. part of with Sy uh, from Scrubs vs. the World. Uh, he invited me over there, and we raid once a week as well we've been doing heroic just kind of messing around getting as far as we can each week mm. um, but other than that in wild stuff I actually did something today this morning um, with yeah. a few different people um, I did it with I think like Rig was there from Character Craft we had frazley that was there from Frazzlecast um, Demeter was there Psy uh, was there there was a couple other people but we actually did this just random event. There's these potions that you can buy in Gadget Zam. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like a random vendor there. And the potion will do one of three effects. Either it'll like make you small, it'll give you levitate for a short period of time, or it will just turn you into a skeleton.
2: Nogafogger
0: elixir. Yes. Yes. Um, So what we did was we bought a bunch of them. We found a cliff and all of us jumped off the cliff at the same time drank the potion, and whoever got slow fall, you won that round. <laughs> and we just kept going until people got to three wins, so it was either you see people slow falling into Un'Goro Crater, because we went to Old Doob and did it over there, like our Teneris, like, into Un'Goro, or you just saw everybody dying on the mountainside from, like, drinking this potion and skeletons just falling. Um, it was just a fun little community event to, to just kind of, like, stress the importance of or at least like things that you can do that are not always just raiding or mythic plus or something like that, that you can still do these fun events with community. Ever since there was that little thing where Mike Morheim mentioned that he felt that the community aspect of WoW was not as strong now as it was when the game was initially released. Mm. Um there's been a big discussion. I wanna
1: see you doing those events not between expansions like not during a, a time where you're just <laughs> waiting for the new expansion to come. I want to see you day one in the, the new Shadowlands expansion for World War. I want to see you not playing the expansion and being like come on everyone let's go down and uh, do some um, stone skipping down at the old uh, Lake- Lakeshire.
0: And I want to see you subbed but sometimes we we'll don't always get what we want. All right.
2: <laughs> there. If there's stone skipping I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of fun things though one thing that we agreed to do in our guild well not not the whole guild but uh whoever uh signs up for it w- this will happen on monday so we'll probably talk more about it next week but uh our guild we we, we were talking and fooling around in doing the last raid and one of the ideas that came up was that hey how about we have a lottery so people can sign up everybody who signs up from the rating team uh, will participate in this lottery and you know so that will be like a hat and stuff and you will draw a, 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 a piece of paper out of the hat and on that paper that, that will be a class so if you if i were is in the lottery and uh, uh, i would draw demon hunter then for the expansion at least in the beginning i will be playing a demon hunter
0: I don't know if I'd want to play Russian roulette with the class that I would experience <laughs> the my first impressions with the next expansion with. Um, I can see that for an alt thing, like if they're like, "Hey, for an alt raid, yeah,
2: let's do that." I, um, I think that'd be cool for that. But I, I do think that it, that is the plan to begin with. That people will, you know, get. Uh, uh, get that class, and then we will do some alt runs and try and gear it up for the expansion. And then I guess, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't know if I would be doing that as well. Depend. It really depends on the class. Because if I if I if I draw Demon Hunter, then no, hell no. I I really don't like the play style of it. Uh. So, but, but you
0: picked it out of the hat, Marty. You are contractually yeah. obligated to play it. I don't Maybe. care how you feel Maybe. about it. I want to see it cool. happen,
2: and
1: everyone just draws Mage. <laughs>
0: Guess what? We have portals everywhere. Who needs a Hearthstone? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh,
2: So, so, Um, yeah. Anyway, it happens on Monday, so I'll let you know next episode how how it turned out.
0: Alright, cool. Let's move on from World of Warcraft and actually jump into a game slash game series that all three of us have recently kind of jumped into. I know Tom and I have been playing the same one. Tom started it before I did. I jumped in there after I saw him mention it. Um, but we've all been playing Hitman games in one way or another. I've been playing Hitman Absolution. Uh, so has Tom and Marty's been playing Hitman Two. So also Tom, been playing you're playing that bit... one.
2: I've been I played both of them. I'm
0: playing all of them. Tom's playing all of them. He's so
2: both. prepared. He's actually more prepared for the show than so, both of us. Tom, together. I'm gonna
0: pass you the mic. What What are your thoughts, experiences, and uh, just overall feelings about both Hitman Two and Absolution?
1: Ooh, in one word.
0: Uh, more sure more? <laughs> if I give you more than one you might never stop so yeah one word <laughs> <more.
1: laughs> sneaky
0: unless you're me <laughs> okay I'll give you more than one word all right thank go you. ahead talk, about, thank it. talk you. about it
1: thank you uh, yeah so I started off playing hitman 2 because I picked it up in the humble choice and I actually had played like one Episode of the rebooted Hitman that came out in 2016, I believe, and you know I liked it, and it was like really sandbox replayability, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll jump into Hitman Two. I've got all all this unlocked, like I wasn't really bothered about following the story or anything like that. So when I fired up Hitman Two, it was like, oh, you can play through all your Hitman stuff uh, remastered. You can play through that again. And I was like okay okay I'll start from the beginning so I work my way through uh just playing it fairly casually just to kind of experience the story and still getting a bit of a bit of a thrill out of that and working my way through the Hitman 1 into Hitman 2 getting that all completed story wise and then then you just kind of start going back and you can replay levels because it's just kind of mind blowing the amount of ways you can approach levels and I think Mario will probably go into it more because he's he's been delving deeper into the the challenges of what hitman 2 can offer but basically you you unlock locations and then within these locations you have like various challenges of like how you can eliminate your contract or various ways to engage with a level or how to complete a level without you know being spotted or getting through the level just totally clean or performing kills with certain weapons or you just go in and then there's like these other modes that where it's like you get different targets and you have to kill them with certain weapons in certain ways and you can just keep replaying the levels because they're so vast and so expansive and so detailed that you can go in you can start from different locations start in different disguises with different equipment and basically yeah, you're just every level i think has so much replayability that you could be lost in there for a very long time trying to master all the levels because you kind of level up each level each location as well and as you do you get like different starting locations different equipment as well that you can mix and match that potentially help you beat the challenges as well so I'll let Marty jump in with his uh his thoughts on the game but I'm I'm very impressed very impressed with with it and obviously delighted that I picked it up in humble choice because like I think it's a real stellar game even if I just got that game uh free humble choice last month I think I'd be be really happy cuz I've sunk about 20 hours into it so far and and like I haven't even scratched the surface
2: Yeah I mean I think Hitman 1... Well, I, I think i played most of the Hitman games throughout the years, uh, but it's never been as... I mean, I always really enjoyed them. I really like, you know, the sneaky aspect of them, but uh, it's it's not like a, a, a series that I've been following religiously or anything. Uh, so I think it was while I was still subbed to Humble Bundle, uh, Hitman 1 was in it uh, at some point. Uh, and I was like, oh... That's that I, I like those games. Let's try it out, and uh, I got really ple- pleasantly surprised when I played the first one, for all the reasons that you mentioned, Tom. That you oh, know, no, not just
1: because it's a Danish Danish company. It's a Danish robbing. company.
2: That's the main reason. So obviously you know, <laughs> have to represent. Um, but but no, it's not not only uh, uh, because of that. It's also it's it's a re- it, it is a really solid game. I think uh, Hitman One and Two, the the, the rebooted versions. So or, or if they actually sp- I don't know. Maybe they fit into the timeline. I'm really not that well versed into to the whole history or uh, uh, aspect of it, the lore. But um, I played the first one, and I played it. I, I played it a lot uh, when when I got it over, uh, in the humble bundle uh, because of all the things that I mentioned. That when you're going the first time, y- you will do a lot. Of, you will make a lot of mistakes, uh, or you will accidentally you know get caught and you then you need to get rid of other people and you might accidentally kill random people you're not so you didn't really mean to kill in the beginning stuff like that um but you will slowly just learn you 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 will learn uh, the level how, how it works what what's happening you will f- figure out and find things going on that you can use to your advantage uh, like the very first level of Hitman 1 there's so many ways that you can get rid of the first guy by dropping a, like a, a, a huge speaker on him or by poisoning him or just straight up shoot him it's almost uh, like
1: a, it's almost like a simulation unfolding before your eyes and you just mm-hmm. you reboot into it like every time but then you have more intel about like where, where the cam- yeah where the cameras are the patrols the where a certain target is going to be at a certain point and like how you can get to that area unnoticed it's just yeah i think it's different in a way that when you normally go into a game you feel like you're supposed to somewhat have it figured out the mm-hmm. first time you play and you know beat it that way and, and and kind of be dumb of it but because of the way this is set up it's like yeah go in make mistakes Get spotted by that camera, shoot that dude that you weren't supposed to, and you know, attract all his attention. It's like, oh ah! but then you like next time you go in, like, okay, I don't do that. And then I kind of worked out this here. And it's really cool, just the the satisfaction you get from revisiting a level with more knowledge.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And and yeah, I think what happened was then, as you said, you got the second one, the sequel in uh the humble bundle. Uh so I was like, Hey, you Talked about it and I, I was like, I have, I, I did have my eye on it. And, and since you started playing it, because there was also ghost mode, which is something new to it, are
1: we mentioning that? Are we mentioned no, that we're not. Sure. No, well,
2: I'm, I'm just mentioning that it's there. Um, are <laughs> we not
1: mentioning that we played against each other? No, we're not. not we're not talking about that at all. No, no. That okay,
2: that's no next um, next subject. Anyway, it, it's there, and I think that's one of that's one of the reasons why I also got back in on border was because of Ghost Border. We can play it to, together or against each other, as, uh, as it actually is. Um, so I, I bought it and just started playing it, and and now I'm I'm I, I'm just I'm in deep. I'm in deep, boys. Um, so I actually decided to because I've. Everyone that we know have been streaming lately, so, and I've, I've for a long time wanted to stream something, but I didn't really know what it would be, and I just find this is like the perfect game for me to stream, because I don't think, at the moment at least, that I will be able to just stream World of Warcraft, for instance, and sit there and talk about what's happening, because, you know, it's just tr- so trivial for me, everything that's going on and things like that. Whereas with Hitman, uh, that's constantly something you can talk about, because... You know, you I'm, I'm constantly thinking about because I'm not I'm I'm not going guns blazing. I, I want to go really sneaky and and try not to get discovered. So you can constantly talk about what your what your thought process is, what you want to do, and oh, I don't you have to mean the enough,
1: boring way to play it, man? The right, boring Michael? way
2: to play it, yes. Uh, which I would say to me is the fun way to play it.
1: The non-American uh, way. That's what you're saying, right, Marty. <laughs>
2: Maybe
0: for those Um, those who don't know I'm I'm getting referenced there because my method is um, I play these games like as I do play them stealthy but my stealth in the way is I'm not going to wait until everything falls into place so I can poison mm. the cup my stealthy (laughs) is I'm waiting for that person to be alone so I can shoot him in the head and then go and hide the body and then on to the next one to shoot him in the head and hide the body Mm. Um, and yes sometimes I get caught and I just start pow 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 all over the place. Uh, one thing that I think is interesting about this show is a lot of people will play something throughout the week, and then they might build a show around what they just played. We're kind of the opposite where we did have that episode where we were talking about like a bunch of different games and uh, genres, and we were talking stealth games. Mm. And from that, it seems like we started playing more stealth based games. Like <laughs> I started playing Assassin's Creed we're Origins. Inspiring <laughs> we're inspiring ourselves, when are ourselves to do stuff.
2: <laughs> That's what's happening. Uh, but no, but no, no. It really, it really fit me well um, when it comes to streaming, to to because there's all constantly something, you know. Oh, I want to. I, I don't know what to do right now. This map is new to me, so let's go explore and, and see what the surroundings have to bring. And oh, oh, this this stuff just happened over here. Maybe maybe we can use that to our advantage. That's constantly something for me to talk about. Um, mm. with which. Is I think at least to begin with, since I'm new to streaming, is something that is very—it's a useful tool for me that I can just oh, I can always talk about what what the hell is going on on the sc- uh, on the screen and stuff like that. So uh, so yeah, if you're listening and you want to see that, then uh, definitely I, I think we'll try and tweet it out whenever we go live. Yeah. So and, um, yeah.
0: one thing that I wanted to jump in with real quick before we move on to our next game is that if you're like me, where I actually found hitman and hitman 2 to be a bit it was it was a lot to kind of take in for me like i knew that there were so many different routes that you can go and i'm constantly thinking about all these different routes it was just a bit overwhelming for me at the time and i just kind of stopped playing it because of that reason and now i went into hitman absolution and i'll be honest i only played the prologue but it was a little bit more straightforward it was a little bit more linear i knew kind of like the path that i was going on so in comparison i think the first hitman game the reboot one there's the intro level where you're on the boat i think mm. it is or no. you're trying to get on the boat and it's this sprawling area and there's so many different things going on i was just like i have no idea where the heck to go <laughs> i just i just want to shoot um <laughs> uh, while in hitman absolution there was just hey you need to get over here the targets over there you need to do what you need to do there is a little bit of an area where you can find different ways to get a key card to subdue like a security guard that has the key card so there is like that openness to it but it wasn't Mm. as open as the other ones so just know that if you're looking for different ways to do it there are different hitman games available to you and hitman absolution i think tom mentioned is like seven years old but it still holds up pretty well.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I, I mean I I I kinda got the itch to find out a little bit more of the story. And I Absolution was one I played a little bit like seven years ago, and for some reason I'd stopped. And just reinstalling that after playing these latest installments, I was like, okay, you can definitely see it's it is seven years old compared to these new Hitman games, but like graphically it still looks great. The level's really vibrant and You know, it's it's still seamlessly transitioned with the controls and everything. So it Mm. wasn't like I was trying to work it out. And yeah, like you say, Michael, it's less sandboxy. But in a way, that almost makes it good to play these newer Hitmans and go to because it is a little bit different. It's not like, okay, you've got this sprawling area to... Uh, use at your disposal you kind of you've just got this oh, narrow corridor and you've got to get through it with all these guards and <laughs> you know it can be a little bit more tense in that way because it's set up in a certain way for you not to have too much wiggle room and i actually actually like that so yeah mm. it, it's definitely looks like they've, they've built on the foundations of that and and Pushed it out a bit more for these newer hitman games, but yeah. definitely worth worth doing that. And now I'm kind of like, well, once I've done Absolution, am I going to go back and play Blood Money, and, uh, <laughs> and then I end up playing like Hitman Contracts, and you know, the just going backwards and doing it like doing the, back the future style? Like I don't <laughs> I think doing... it. Would... Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's something you don't really do that often. Is that you you go
2: from playing the latest installment <laughs> and go backwards, and actually uh, like okay, this uh, works. I do remember that I played through Absolution. I don't really remember. I I, I remember like bits and pieces here and there. So I actually did consider. I mean, I have a few ideas for if if I, I will be starting streaming this like on a regular basis. I have a few ideas, and then one of them is definitely going back to Absolution and 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 see what it has to offer compared to the new ones, and and maybe also you know get a little bit updated on the story to see if you can act- if they actually do fit in together or if it is just a complete reboot. I'm not completely sure. So.
0: All right. Well. I think I want to touch on one more game before we get into our main topic. It won't take that long because I know that I am the only one here that's been playing this. Um, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I have kind of been delving into Heroes of the Storm a little bit more frequently. And I think when I first jumped back in, I was like, oh, it's Heroes of the Storm. You know, not much has really changed. But the more I've been playing it, the more I've noticed there are actually a lot of different changes. Um, Some of them are major, some of them are minor. And I just kind of want to jump in here real quick to update people on what some of those changes look like. Some characters have been completely reworked since whenever you may have played it last. If it's been a while since you played it and you were a Tassadar playing character, you might remember that you were able to pop shields on people. You're more of a support character. Well, now there are no more shields he's not providing shields to your teammates at all he's more of a damage dealing character which is pretty fun to play right now he's in a pretty good spot and it feels good to play him he could just eviscerate people it's pretty nice also core game changes towers have completely been changed in the sense of you used to be able to just pile up as a team team fight under a tower and eliminate the heroes then eliminate the towers now, if you are in range of towers and you hit an enemy hero while you are in range of the towers, the towers will move from attacking the minions to attacking the heroes. So they it adds almost a defender's advantage to the people that are trying to defend. Because if you're suddenly attacking them, the towers are going to be like, oh, our heroes are being attacked. So we're going to target the heroes that are attacking. So that's pretty cool. Also, the core... The core itself now will defend itself with more than just its standard beam attack. Each tower on each level is themed differently, so it has a different ability that it will attack heroes with. Uh, sometimes you might have, I think Blackheart's Bay will have something where it's dropping cannonballs on the heroes as like they're attacking the core. So it's the core trying to defend itself, Rather than, oh, I'm just going to get this beam out there and occasionally jab at people. It makes it a little bit more like a raid boss in World of Warcraft where there's stuff on the ground and you have to avoid it. Sometimes the, top, the core will have them that pushes the heroes back and things like that. It just adds a little bit extra flavor to it. So if you're doing things like quick match and versus the AI, it's still pretty standard stuff just with those little minor changes that you now have to adjust to. But I can see how, if you're playing a little bit more at a higher skill level or actually trying to climb the ladder, those things might suddenly have a bigger effect
2: on the game. Cool. I haven't really been playing. I haven't really been thinking about that game for forever either. So I think it's cool that stuff is still going on. There's still changes and things like that. So uh, uh, maybe maybe it's soon time to jump in and and have a look at it. Who knows? Well,
0: I'm always here to play Blizzard's lost games. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's let's switch it up a bit, though. Let's get into some of our our most accomplished moments in gaming, as you might say, our proud gamer moments. Uh, This is going to be a segment that is kind of just things that we're proud of. It could be something super small. Maybe you were a kid when you achieved it. Uh, Maybe you were an adult and you achieved something for the first time ahead of everybody else. Maybe you hit top 10 in Slip Slop or Ding Dong XL, which is just me. Uh, (laughs) Uh, These are just going to be our proud gaming moments and I just going to pass the mic to somebody else because I feel like I've been talking a little bit too much right now. So I'm going to pass the mic off to anybody that wants to jump in with their uh, their first proud gaming moment.
2: Okay, I mean, I'm doing the guest first. I'll be saving that a little bit. Or what do? I... Okay, oh, no, you know what? I'll just go. I'll just go. I'll be selfish. <laughs> I'll go ahead. I'll do this. That's I'll, fine. I'll, I'll I'll run the show. We do, we don't care about you, Tom, right now. Um, <laughs> uh i i've had a I've, I've had quite a few moments uh, that i'm in some shape or form proud of in in world of warcraft that's probably not a surprise to anyone um <laughs> that is that that game um but uh, one of the things that I think is one of the, the biggest achievements that I've actually done is, is in, in Pandaria they uh, they introduced something called challenge modes, which is basically every dungeon you could do it do it on a timed basis, and if you did it within a certain time, then you would do it, uh, then you would have a rating like gold, silver, bronze, um, and if you had. Uh, if you did all of them in, in within gold time, um, then you would get a mount, another thing, a title, and 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 uh, what is it like a Transmog set that is unique? It's you only if you can only still to this day only uh, Transmog into the set if uh, you actually did it. So after so, you, you know so and you can't do it anymore it was only while pandaria was was the the newest expansion you could do this so we did we actually did that we had a group of five to six people um i think we were six people so when someone couldn't be there then we had a replacement so we got all six of us the the gold medals for everything and it's uh i mean i remember it as being sometimes frustrating but really good fun because it was a challenge so it was something that not a lot of people had done back then um, is that why they call
1: it challenge mode.
2: That is why they call it challenge <laughs> mode. It was it was actually challenging. It was, it wasn't just face wall mode. It was a uh, it was challenge mode. So, and and yeah, it, it's still something to this day where I'm like, this is that was so cool doing it back then. On that same
0: note, and the same exact realm of things, somebody for the community, Pete, which is part of Phoenix Productions. He actually chimed in and said that he actually got realm first achievement for the challenge modes hmm. in Pandaria. So
2: I love that. Just wanting, just
1: ch- wanting up Marty's, yeah, exactly. pretty much, I like pretty just much. A,
2: But yeah. Marty I mean... just completed them. The, the fun, he, he wasn't first no we weren't first we weren't, we weren't first uh, but fun, fun fact was that there was, was actually a, a ranking system and I remember that at some point uh, one of the dungeons when we did it we actually uh, stole the top spot for that particular dungeon uh, I, I do believe that it was uh, done faster later on but I mean people got better gear it was bound to happen at some point mm-hmm. uh, but early on we actually were sitting on that top spot nice so yeah, um, let's that's pass it off one for... of my proud moments?
0: <laughs> All right, Tom, let's pass it off. Let's pass it off to you. I'm sure, you have something.
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm,
1: I'm I'm struggling to think of something. I mean, I mean, I I'll, this whole life
2: is a proud moment, isn't it?
1: That's it. Every game I pick up, there's a memory there worth <laughs> talking about. But I picked I picked a few. I picked a couple. Yeah, uh, but one of them actually is is Hearthstone and. Uh, I've got two for Hearthstone actually, but probably the proudest Hearthstone moment is uh, back in 2016. Uh, Marty will Marty will remember this because I whipped his ass. Um, <laughs> we, me and a few few friends we arranged a Hearthstone land party and we arranged a tournament where we all came up with some deck rules and we had a judge. Friend Jesse, who came up with some rules as well, so you have these deck rules, and then he rolled the dice and had some rules for the match, and we called it the Blue Recluse Brawler. Uh, we made a trophy. That trophy sits proudly on my shelf behind me. Uh, sorry, this is a <laughs> podcast; you can't see. It sits proudly behind me, and I I look at it oh, every is day. That, is and it a
2: huge thing there in the background? A huge uh, trophy. That's, that's it no, no that's
0: that's my picture <laughs>
2: oh uh. <laughs> and i wake up every day
1: and the first thing i do is look at that trophy and think take that marty take that do you kiss it oh, i kiss it i you know <laughs> what, in <laughs> what in
0: existence what in existence
1: anyway anyway that that is probably the biggest uh achievement until
2: until oh fun fact <laughs> actually fun fact you can see it all—the uh, the whole thing unfold on YouTube.
1: Oh yeah, we made a YouTube video for that. I uh, was I was a lot of fun. That, that's one to chuck in your show notes there, Marty. The the um, the, the the glorious moments that that unfolded that night, uh, Michael. You've probably watched it, but go watch it again, and enjoy. <laughs> So yeah, that, that was the biggest Hearthstone <laughs> achievement until, until last month where Hearthstone had a rework and they're like, we're changing the ranked ladder. And uh, I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. Let's give this a go. Let's, let's see how far I can get. And I, I was playing on the, the standard mode and I got up to gold and I thought, okay, this, this is fun. And I thought, you know, I'll try the wild wild mode for Hearthstone where you can use any cards from any expansion over the past, how many years has this game been out? <laughs> And I was like, okay, let's give it a go. Let's let's see if I can make it up to this legend rank and grinded it out. Got got through bronze, silver, gold, platinum, into diamond, and then I was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm on the road to legend. Final night of the month because it resets every month. Final night of the month. I was there on Discord with you guys grinding it out. You were watching me and I failed. I failed. <laughs> I was two games away from doing it. I failed. I was pretty bummed i was pretty devastated because from going from not ever thinking it was gonna happen to almost it happening it's just like oh my goodness i can't believe it so anyway that was april may came along and i'm like okay i've got a lot of bonus stars to help me get started on this again gave it a go anyway 10 days into the month boom shakalaka ding 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 (laughs) i'm a heartstone legend and it was quite a quite a quite a moment really just to to put that much time into something and then actually it happened and you know playing this game since since beta and hitting that legendary status i know now a lot of people are hitting legend more than regular uh was happening before but you know what I, i i i put a lot of credit into people that do this every month and get to it every month because it it can get really grindy it can get really like frustrating because certain elements go don't go your way because you know it's rng and you know just having the luck of the draw sometimes but you do actually learn that when you do move up to you know closer to legend that small plays that can you know make a difference between winning and losing and you start picking up on these things. And then the more you play, you don't realize, but you are picking up on it. And I'm not going to say it was a pleasure to grind (laughs) a certain part of that to hit legend because I honestly, like at at times, I was like getting really frustrated and really a a bit annoyed with it. And I was like, okay, is this really worth it? But I, I found that there was parts that um parts of me that i was like okay you know what i'm always so quick to like blame the game you know blame the game i think we're all kind of like the army we? when, when we're playing something and something doesn't go right we're like oh, oh that's the game's fault that's exactly. the game's I'm, fault.
2: i'm awesome it's the game it's the controls you know it's lagging
0: you know? <laughs> no i'm i'm humble i always acknowledge my mistakes and when i could have done better and i seek self-improvement <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the the more i was kind of like okay like taking situations maybe you know maybe realizing I uh, trying to realize if i was starting to get annoyed before i was actually annoyed so that when i was actually playing the game i wasn't making like silly mistakes or just you know messing up when i didn't need to or if i lost a couple of games in a row, i was like okay just switch it off walk away you know take a breather come back to it feeling a bit more refreshed and not feeling in that kind of mood that i just you know had lost a game and yeah i mean i did it i'm i'm really happy i did and uh i can't say i'll I'll give it a go again I, i think i'll just take a bit more of a casual approach to to my Hearthstoning again now and like being legend now and just playing games against you know in the legend ranks i'm so chill about it even if i'm losing but i'm like i feel like i'm a better player for pushing myself through that and it was it was mentally exhausting at times because it's it was all i could think about like for for last month and this month i was like i couldn't be satisfied like i couldn't even i felt like i just couldn't even go play anything else until i did it (laughs) and it was just like there i was like going to sleep like when you still haven't got the legend and i woke up in the morning i was like are you gonna get legend today and i was like i don't know i I like i'm so many times i was like i'm done i'm not doing it you know i'm just gonna take it easy i i I don't need to get it but
2: yeah I remember last month uh, when you were really close. Uh, you you got to, I don't know is it diamond something diamond eight diamond five something like that at some point, uh, and it just got so grindy and you didn't. You I remember you saying you didn't really find it fun anymore and you actually tweeted yeah. out, "Yeah, I'm close, but this is it. I'm not going to try for legend." And then you tweeted it out and you know we didn't really hear. You, you went radio silent for for some days and <laughs> we didn't really hear from you and then all of a sudden you you, you were just. Uh, you came back and you were like yeah i'm in mean, diamond whatever three two whatever i'm almost there i can feel it and now i'm actually going for it and uh and we started watching you when you were streaming it and things like that um and and you, you sadly didn't make it that month but i just remember that you were like yeah no i'm not going. I'm, I'm i'm not going to try this i'm not doing this <laughs> yeah it's almost like denial here. that
1: you know, I was just like telling myself like no i'm not gonna do it and you know it, it's fine but then I don't know. I just got this nagging, nagging, <laughs> nagging feeling. I was like, come on, do it, man, do it. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it. some people will, will get to Legend every month, and, you know, that Hearthstone is their main game. And, uh, you know, pe- people can undervalue any gaming achievement by just saying, oh, if you play it long enough, it is true. Like the more you play mm. a game, the more you master it. And, uh, but, you know, i I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I I can call myself a Hearthstone legend. Now I've got the card back. Like if anyone asks me now, it doesn't matter. Like even if I make it once, you know I can just say I'm a Hearthstone legend. Now you know you can't you can't question me on this. You know <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just one of the best men. You know. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it it it's just cool to get to. And you know I don't really usually knuckle down in, in into something like that. Usually if it's too hard or you know it gets grindy, I'm kind of like ah oh, well forget about it. I'll, I'll go on to something else. But yeah, it just, it just happened, and there we go.
0: All right, and I'll keep the uh, Blizzard moments going. Uh, one thing for me, which I didn't get right away, it did take me a little bit in order to get this achievement, but when Legion was still the thing in World of Warcraft, they introduced the Mage Tower. I think it was in, like, 8.2 that they released the Mage Tower, and the mage tower had certain appearances that you could get for completion for your artifact weapons. And the tank for the paladin had this cool shield and it had the flail. So you could look like a crusader type paladin. And I I remember going, I got to bring this up. (laughs) I just remember having so much trouble with it. Like it was so difficult for me, even after looking at guides, I was like, okay, I need to look at guides on how to do this stuff. And you really needed to work on your mechanics and you needed to understand your character and your class. And even then, there were still some things going on that it was like, okay, now you need to pray that you make it through here. Uh, And I just remember finally getting that achievement, like completing the mage tower. I was extremely happy because one of the challenges that I faced with World of Warcraft and I still kind of face to this day, even playing with people that I know is I don't like to be that guy that lets the team down. Either like they don't know what's going on or they're simply not geared enough. It's something so simple. Like usually if you're with a good group of people, they'll just tell you like, hey, no big deal. You just don't have the gear. We'll come back when you do. It's just that feeling of defeat, knowing that like you jumped in there ready to go and you just weren't ready. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it sucks so when I finally got that mage tower down and I got the appearance I was super excited it's still my most used transmog on my paladin I think it's still transmogged on there I know that if you were a druid tank and you went through there like bear is still the go to transmog that people are running dungeons with and if you're a druid tank and you don't have bear, then you're not a good druid tank um <laughs> <laughs> So I I remember (laughs) that
1: because, like, I don't know, I was pretty late to the game doing these mage tower challenges, which all classes had, and, you know, they were just these difficult, like, solo boss encounters. And I think, actually, Michael, the the protection paladin, or is it just the paladin one, was ranked as probably the most difficult one in there. And I remember only picking this up like about two days before it was going to be removed from the game and i was like okay let's give it a go and on the final night like i think it was hours or something before it was going to be removed and i i, I was like i got it i got it i wiped on it one percent and i was like
2: oh no that
1: was it my dreams of a, of a paladin flail were gone and that was it and uh never never to return but you know I'm Hearthstone no. legend so uh, <laughs> well good. all worked out in the end all worked out in the end.
2: I remember the mage tower I completely forgot about it but now that you brought it up I remembered it uh, and I, I got all the the priest stuff done because that is my my main class that I know well I got the holy priest stuff done um because that's the class that I know the best but I really really wanted to, the druid one the druid warbear bear oh my god, it looks so good, but I never got it. I'm so sad that I I didn't actually put more hours into it and actually tried getting it because, oh my god, it looks so good! (laughs) Yeah,
0: so that was my, probably my biggest, still to this day, my biggest World of Warcraft moment. I'm going to jump right ahead to the next one. (gasps) Um, I have briefly... You more? Yes. How can that also be the proudest moment? (laughs) It's a different game. So... I'm going to jump right into this one, and this one will be brief, because I feel like every chance I get, I bring this game up. Um, But my next one is Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. That's right. My favorite (laughs) Zelda game of all time. The best Zelda game of all time. Fight me on it. I don't care. Um, Beating that game as a kid. I constantly say it's the game that made me a gamer. It's the first game I beat that had a save feature. And it was the first game I beat that made me feel like I was on this epic adventure. And when I finally saw the credits roll, and I I felt like I saved the princess. Not Link, it was me. Link was just an extension of my hand. <laughs> like Finally beating that and completing all the dungeons and just getting all the gear and that epic adventure. That's still one of those standout moments. And it was one of the prouder moments of my, my gaming career, as you might say. Also. Yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, uh, the the achievements you you do as a kid because I put one in here for uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and I actually don't think I ever beat like Sonic Sonic 1. I never beat that. I think I beat Sonic 2. But the one I was really proud of was beating Sonic 3 plus Sonic the Knuckles because that was a bit of a trek when you have the Sonic the Knuckles cartridge, you plug Sonic 3 in and that kind of unlocks all these extra bonus zones as well i think i remember going through that collecting all the chaos emeralds collecting all the um was it the hyper emeralds or something like that it was like this whole other thing you had to collect and becoming like hypersonic and just beating like the the doomsday level at the end of that slog and it was just like oh this is amazing like this is the greatest sonic game ever just having these two games plugged in together because i felt like just sonic and sonic and knuckles on its own was just really hard i don't think i completed it on its own but but plugging sonic 3 in and playing like extra levels it just felt like i don't know more more rewarding and maybe it was a little bit easier but at the time you know it's still that's still pretty pretty big challenge and you know you got a lot of levels to get through with that as well you know beating all those blue spear levels that's
0: hate those things i mean
1: you're coming out of that and you're you're seeing all sorts of things i mean i wouldn't we couldn't imagine if you were doing those levels with with any sort of intoxication. Having horrible <laughs>
0: memories. Woo, woo, woo. That yeah, just,
1: collection. Just like, I think I think the, the the achievements we we did when we were like younger as well. I mean, I think they're so impactful about like like you say, Michael, or what the journey that they they mm-hmm. set us on to as well. Because you know that ultimately that. Dopamine rush for completing a game, like it's like, whoa, the first time you really experience that, you know, it, it, it's pretty overwhelming.
2: Hmm. Marty, yes, um, when you completed did... Pong, did you complete Pong when like <laughs> I came out? Marty? <laughs> I did complete, it. I did complete it. Pong. <laughs> uh, For those who don't know, there's a secret level that you have to complete as well, and I completed it. Um... <laughs> No, that's not it. That's not it, Tom. Uh, But but that's one thing. I I know we have a bit more stuff on the list, but we're also slowly running out of time here. Uh, So I'll (laughs) I'll jump to this one because it's something that I found incredibly much fun in doing, but also it took quite a while. Uh, It was Assassin's Creed Black Black Flag. Black Flag. Um, Where one of the levels, because I went back and did, uh, I wanted to do like 100% Thing, you know, completing everything and all the the story missions 100, and uh, and this one particular uh, mission, I I played it so many times because I was always like one small thing that always failed for me. Uh, so I went back so many times. I, ha- I had the map layout and where to run and when to run where and kill when and who and stuff like that. I, I got it everything nailed down. It was just down to that last two bosses because they need to be in the perfect. Perfect spot, so you can jump down and assassinate both of them at the same time without getting, uh, you know, discovered. Um, And I was recording all of this, so it's actually on the YouTube's. Uh, You can see (laughs) that perfect run that I finally managed to to get down, and it's just something because. I mean, if I had, if it was just something, you know, that would have happened randomly, it, 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 I don't think it would have meant as much as that I actually tried to do this and uh, it became, you know, like my own little challenge mode to just make the perfect run out of it. Uh, and, and it worked out in the end and, and you know, it, it was frustrating, but it worked out and then it became fun <laughs> because it worked.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, Tom, did you have one more game?
2: Yeah, it
1: did, and I feel like you're gonna top trump me on it anyway. But I was trying to trying to think of like games. I was like, okay, you know, games where I've like had to overcome something quite a lot, of, and a game is, that stuck out. And I guess it's also fitting that I would mention an indie game, uh, Super Meat Boy, which is just like this fast paced platformer where you're trying to get from one point of a map to another point in the map as quick as possible. You die a lot, and it just like as you play the levels, your muscle memory just increases, and you you beating some fairly simple levels at the start and as the game goes on towards the end you're beating some ridiculous levels that you wouldn't think are possible the first time you play them and you like die so many times that you you (laughs) almost have the level and you're like you die and you're like no Oh, and the greatest thing about that game is when you beat the level and you get all these ghosts of your attempts, and you see them all splatter and die everywhere, and then that just one that makes it to the end. And I actually haven't completed Super Meat Boy. I know Michael's going to trump me here. Um, I've made it to the last level, and I I, I I can't do it. I actually tried before the show, just to, you know, maybe say I, I did it, and I, I think I might go back and just try and nail that one in because I know Super Meat Boy Two is going to be coming out. Uh, but that, that is a that is a really challenging game. Like especially because there's just the normal levels, and then there's this dark world, which just increases the difficulty of these already <laughs> difficult, ridiculous levels. <laughs> and you just playing them first time. I, I feel like a lot of people probably walked away from that game being like, "It's ridiculous."
0: Uh, yeah, I played Super Meat Boy. I beat the game. Uh, I really enjoy My Super problem. Meat Boy. <laughs> I like challenging games. And one of my favorite challenging games was Bloodborne on the PlayStation 4. It was actually the first game that I ever got a platinum trophy on. Right now, if you go look at my achievements, it says like 80 something percent. But it has the platinum trophy. And that's because DLC came out for the game that I didn't finish up. Sure. That's
2: what I would have have said as well.
0: (laughs) I have the platinum trophy there that shows that I got all the original Bloodborne trophies. That I put hundreds of hours into that game on three different playthroughs I think I had 50 plus hours on each of those characters it was an excellent game and speaking of hard games uh, the God of War 2018 I played it on the hardest difficulty that was available when you first load up the game and holy moly it was it was a beast to get through and it's a proud moment when you get through because you learn the fights you learn your abilities and for me games that are seemingly unbeatable when you first load them up and force you to learn the game that is what really makes a game excellent for me not necessarily a game that is hard because everything has a million health but hard because you actually need to understand the game in order to succeed i love those type of games
2: all right
1: i mean that bloodborne trophy i feel like that's pretty uh un- underestimated there michael that's that's a pretty <laughs> incredible one considering the difficulty of that game
0: like I- i've watched it been played and it's like i don't know if i could have a trophy that would i could like physically manifest itself and then i could put on a shelf it would be that one
1: yeah that, <laughs> uh, that might take the that might take the the number one spot, I think, on this show. I don't know. I, I, I feel think, like I we think, left it to the end, but it, I think it's pretty... Tom,
2: we, we just got the perfect uh, wedding gift for Michael.
1: <laughs> Booyah. 3D printer, Boom. that trophy.
2: <laughs> you just get a out
0: Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, that brings us to the end of the show. Woo. That was a lot of awesome gaming achievements, and I'm sure we all have more.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe we'll do a round two. Round two. More proud achievements.
0: (laughs) Uh, But let us know. Let us know what some of your best moments in gaming achievements are. Is it something that you did as a kid? Is it something that you did as an adult? Is it something that even maybe you're working towards right now and you really have been slogging through and you hope that you'll get it sooner rather than later? Let us know. You can check us out. Over at our website, which is 2 nerdsmaybemorecom You can email our show over at 2 nerdsmaybemore at gmail.com, or you can hit us up over on Twitter, which is 2 nerdsmaybemore More with the number two. Um Tom, this is your moment. Where can people find you before we get out of here?
1: Just wanna thank you for uh, having me on the uh, the Blue Reckless. It was it was it was very very humbling to be back.
0: <laughs> um Tom <laughs> I'd hate to break this to you, but this isn't the blue Recluse. <laughs>
1: my bad, my bad, easy mistake. Uh, you can find me basically three actual lives on social media at three actual lives. That's the word three. I feel like if we have to state <laughs> things like that, uh, you do. on this you show because people, you know, it's quite confusing, but yeah, I have three actual lives. Uh, that's where you'll find me and my podcast, video games, trivia, hitting the airwaves nearly every week. Uh, Back, back on schedule now had a bit of a blip but yeah
2: good and you can find me at sleepless and cph no numbers it's easy
0: <laughs> and on that note thank you all for listening thank you tom of course for joining us Very thank you marty for always being across the side from me for the most part except those three weeks you took off um but <laughs> what <laughs> thank you everybody for coming bye we will see you all in the next episode until then take care and from everybody here
2: I'm putting you, Michael, Bye. on the political agenda. Bye. <laughs> Just to end it. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. <laughs>